Okay, good morning. It's beautiful, Yantif. Hashem. God, we don't have another one like this for a year, so. 13 months. Oh, I forgot about that. All right, we're starting at a new parak. Um, and then we'll also be learning Tess Zion, uh, just to say the schedule for those who are, uh, well, no one's online, but for those who will listen to this later, um, today will be Tess Vavam and all of Tess Zion. And Shabbos will do Yud Zion and Yud Ches. On Sunday, we'll do Yud Tess and Kaf, and then we'll be all ready for Yantav. Okay, a fresh parak. This parak in Masechus Beitza is well known for its uh, teachings of the halachos of Eruve Tavshilin to make sure that we are allowed or to find a way in which we can cook on a yontif, when that yontif falls out on Friday. And that's exactly how our Mishnah opens. Yom Tov, Shechalios Erev Shabbos. When yontif is on a Friday, so lo yavashu b'tchilim yom tov l'shabbos. It's not appropriate to cook on that Friday into Shabbos because yontif is its own day. Aval, mevashel hu yom tov. But it is okay to cook for yontif on that day. Im hosir, hosir l'shabbos. And any leftovers, no problem. How do we rectify this situation to cook for Shabbos? We'll see in the Gemara what the motivator is. But how do we rectify this problem, says the Gemara. V'osa tav to cook on Yom Tov for the sake of Shabbos, one is allowed to prepare a food before Yom Tov begins, and you're basically, quote unquote, continuing the cooking of that food that you started on Thursday, which wasn't Yom Tov. You started cooking on Thursday, then Yom Tov kicks, and I'm just continuing cooking that dish that I started over there for the sake of Shabbos. And again, we'll see the motivators in the Gemara, but some of the Shabbos, then it's okay to cook. What are some of the parameters of Eruv Tavshilim? We need two different foods. Even one food would be fine. And they would both agree that we would distinguish between the, the primary food of a fish and the secondary food of an egg uh, that would be on top of that fish. Those are considered two tafshilin. What happens if um, let's say somebody ate the Eruv tafshilin, right? So you made all of this food in order to create this loophole to cook anyanta for Shabbos, and then you ate it or Shabbat, it got lost. So then if you know that it's lost before you start cooking on Friday, on Yantav itself, then it's not appropriate to cook on Yantav for Shabbos. If in fact there's any morsels, morsels of food left, then the halacha would be that it's appropriate still to cook on Yantav for Shabbos. Excellent. Mishnah, we, this is like classical halachos that we, we keep this all the time when Yantav falls into Shabbos. And these next 10 lines or so, uh, is the halachic backdrop as to how this developed and why it develops. It says the Gemara, eight lines down, where do we get this halacha from? So Amar Shmuel, the Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, that we know that this Pasuk has been used for Doraisa drushas all the time. And we're not talking about Dine Doraisa. This is certainly Darabanan. Everyone agrees this is Darabanan, but let's see what the drushas. Zachrehu, we need to remember Shabbos, Me'acher, Shabbala Hashkicha, because there's something that's going to make us forget it, which is Yantav. On Thursday, you're focused on Yantav. You're not focused on Shabbos. So uh, says the Gemara in the name of Shmuel that we have an overarching concern that when it comes to Yom Tov, that we're concerned Yom Tov will trump Shabbos and you're going to forget Shabbos. So my time up. Let's see how uh, how this uh, drasha plays out within the Amorayim. Because we want to make sure you have food both for Shabbos and for Yom Tov. But it's primarily a concern about Shabbos because you, you're going to cook for Yantav on Thursday, for sure. The only thing that you might make a mistake about is that I may forget about Shabbos. That's Rava's primary concern is Shabbos. Ravashi's primary concern is Yantav. Ravashi, no, we don't want there to be a zilzil in Yantav. So what we're going to say is, I don't want you to cook on Friday for Shabbos. Shabbos, it's Yantav. You're not, it's, tomorrow's another day. You're not allowed to cook on Yantav for Shabbos. It says the Gemara. Ain't often miyom tov the Shabbos kalvachomer. 
all the more so that should be true to cook for during the week. So they have two different concerns. Again, Rav is focused on Shabbos, his concern of not having enough food, and Ravashi is focused on Yantav, that it might be a zilzal on Yantav. So says the Gemara, well, we have a Mari Makom that could help us distinguish between the two. Question, Tanan, four lines into the wide lines, three lines into the wide lines. We said that one is in fact allowed to cook something before Yom Tov on Thursday in order to allow that cooking to continue our Eir of Tavshil to cook on Shabbos. So that only works according to one of these two shitas that we just saw. There's some other Ravashi. I could understand according to Ravashi who's concerned about Yom Tov. If your concern is Zilzal Yantif, then I understand. I understand why you're not doing this on Yantif itself. itself. I'm concerned about Yantif, says Ravashi. So you can't cook on Yantif for Shabbos. Therefore, we need to, to make create a Harama, a loophole of sorts of Eruv Tavshilin. Ella the Rava, but according to Rava, whose only concern is about Shabbos, my area may erev Yom Tov. Then why can't you make the? Why can't you cook on Yom Tov? I don't understand. If your concern is only Shabbos, then just cook on it, figure it out. But you can maybe make make the eruv on Yontiv. I don't know. Figure something. It should be fine. There's no reason why you can't cook. Says the Gemara. You're absolutely right. I feel you'll be Yom Tov Nami. According to Rava, who's Shabbos focused, he's concerned that you may not have enough food for Shabbos. Absolutely correct. You are allowed to cook on Yom Tov for Shabbos. In Ochanami, Alexei Shema Yupasha were concerned about maybe someone will forget and uh, they will end up with no food on Shabbos. And that's itself inappropriate. That's not right. So that's why the, why Rava says this. But it's a great question. And the Gemara pushes Rava to his limit and says, okay, Rav, if you're saying Shabbos is the concern, then 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 why are we not allowing the cooking to be done on Yatif? It's not, it's Mutter Midoraisa. So he says, I know, I just, I'm afraid people are going to forget about Shabbos. Says the Gemara, that's uh, all within camp number one, the Pasuk of Zacharis Yom HaShabbos, the Kacho. But there's another Pasuk that's quoted in the Gemara here, Ratana Maisi Lamehacha. Some say the Pasuk is not the Zacharis Yom HaShabbos, the Kacho Pasuk, we're about a third of the way down to Esrov Midbeis, but rather the Pasuk, the Pasuk is that which you have baked, you can bake, and that which you have cooked, you can cooked. Of course, of course, different methods of cooking. Uh, not today, but on Shabbos, we'll be discussing whether or not if my Eruv Tavshilin is baked, is, does that cover me for Bishal, for cooking on Shabbos, or the reverse? Let's say my Eruv Tavshilin is cooked. Am I allowed to bake challah on Shabbos, whatever, right? So can we cross-pollinate? So we're going to discuss that tomorrow. But this new, new Pasuk is a little different. And what's the drosh from here? It says, You can only cook on Yom Tov that goes into Shabbos. Only if you've already pre-cooked food. And here we have a marimakum in the Torah. Samchu chachamim. We got to catch the language. It's not a doraisa. Samchu chachamim. The rabbis found a remez in the Torah. It's like an asmachta that teaches us that Eruv Tavshilin has a remez in the Torah. The Gemara tells a story that seems to be a little out of left field. We'll come back to Eruv Tavshilin momentarily. It says the Gemara. It's He's sitting there in the morning. They dive in an early shachar. It's probably kibasikin, and they're sitting there hitting the pavement. They're learning uh, all the halachos of Yom Tov that they need to learn. So Rebbe Lazar is teaching a lot of Torah. All of a sudden, a group of group of people get up and leave in the middle of the drasha because it's time for them to go eat their suda. Omar, and he said about them, Rebbe Lazar said about this first group that's leaving, these people are, they must have big barrels of food. They're so focused on the Gashmis. We're sitting and learning. What are you getting up and leaving for? Kashnia, uh, if they're, then the second group of people uh, started to get up and leave a couple minutes later. Omar, these people, they are, they're okay. They're not Bale Patasin who have huge barrels. They have regular barrels. Kashlishis, the third group of people got up. And what did he say about them? Omar, halalu Bale Kat, and they must have pitchers of food. And then each, of course, each volume getting smaller as the people leave. 
They have less than pitchers. They have a smaller container. These people, they must have cups of wine waiting for them at home. And then the last group got up to leave. The last group got up. There's going to be no one left in the base medrash. Omar, and then he said a comment that was a little misunderstood. Omar, these people are the cursed ones. So uh, if you look in the first Mesorah Sashas, if you, uh, it's either right on the side or if you have the Oz it's in the top corner. It says there in Oz Katan Aleph of the Mesorah Sashas, Bali Ma'ara, Ein Lahem Klum, Lokim Simchas Yom Tov Lo Mitzvahs Beis HaMedrash They didn't, they lost the learning and they're also, they missed most of lunch. So they, uh, they didn't get anything. So that's what the Gemara says is that uh, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Eliezer gave them this sharp criticism. Nasan Edim Betalmidim, when he looked up at the students, they were so uncomfortable Comfortable. They're like you just you just told us that we're cursed. That, that's not okay. That's really uncomfortable. Amar lahem when he saw their faces, a little face reading. When he saw their faces, he said, "No, no, no. You misunderstood." Banai lo lachem ani omer You guys stayed for a very long time, and I, you guys are okay. The, the people who left much earlier before she ended, shemanichin chayisha vooskin bechayisha, shemanichin manichin chayolam. They are uh, they're placing the focus in the wrong place. They're focusing on chayolam instead of chayisha. It's very strange because we know that there's a mitzvah to have suda, so we're going to discuss that in a minute. Says the Gemara B'Shash B'Ti Rasan to make them feel a little bit better. Uh, he quoted a pasuk for them. Amar Lahem, he said to them, so it says you should go eat your mashmanim, which is I'm talking, go drink your sweets, the shilchumanos, and you should send gifts. What is the one that's not fitting? We'll see what that means. Today's a special day. Don't be sad. You've done the right thing. So he made them feel better. Now the Gemara is going to analyze the comments of Rabbi Eliezer. Two thirds of the way down says, Why are you saying, Rabbi Eliezer, that these people did anything wrong at all? It's Yantiv, go home and eat. Right? We're, we're about to sit on a Yantiv now. So you should go sit and eat. You shouldn't sit in the base medrash all day. We'll learn Dafyomi, but you should also have lunch and you should also have a Suda. So it says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. This is Rabbi Eliezer, the time The Amar Simchas Yom Tov Rishus. Wow. So we're not used to that. We're used to fressing and we're used to saying that uh, it's a special day and we need to have sudas. He was not necessarily of that opinion. Let's see what his opinion was. The Tanya, the Bryce writes, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, you got pick one. We don't do both. So you either it's remember that we'll see the machlokas of Chatzil Lachem and Chatzil Hashem. Is it half for Hashem and half for us or is it one or the other? Uh, Rabbi Yoshua argues with him and says, no, he says, no, you're in the base medrash, but you're also, you're also at home having a suda. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua, who argue about whether or not we say so that is based on the same psukim. What's the pasuk? What are the psukim? One says that it's really for Hashem. That it should be for you. How do we understand the psukim? So there's two ways to understand it. Rabbi Eliezer Savar, that you have to pick one. You should not leave halfway through Shir. That's not right. You should either be sitting and learning all day. Yes, you're going to have some food, but the rishus, the, the suda itself is a rishus. However, Rabbi Yoshua Savachel, of course, we are in the Rabbi Yoshua camp where uh, we should have a lot of Talmud Torah too, but we, we should be in, in his camp where we also have the meals. What did the Pasuk mean that he was quoting? This is where we get back to our sug of Eruv Tavshil, and we, uh, we seem to have jumped ship for a few lines. Not really, says the Gemara. When the Pasuk says that you should send gifts to one who, did not, who didn't do something right, that's the person who forgot for Eruv Tavshil. And then the Gemara says, there's another way to understand that Pasuk. 
and one wasn't able to. That if there was a person and who, who, who knew and just didn't, and, and he's a poshea, so then he's not allowed to benefit, he's not allowed to cook on Yom Tov. So we're going to discuss what we do in our community shortly because it comes directly from our Gemara. What's the rest of the Pasuk? That there should be a level of Simcha. What did Hashem say to the Jewish people? My children, go and spend money on, on the holy days that I give you. Be entrusted in me, and I will repay you. So we'll see on the top of the next Amud um, what the what the guidelines are for that. Someone wants to make sure that they maintain their finances. So Adar, they should plant a particular kind of tree. Discussion in the, in the post game what this is, according to some, it's a cedar tree of some kind. It was a very expensive tree. Adir Bamarom Hashem. The idea is in the Marom of Hashem. It's a very special tree. Inami, some say it's Idra Kishmei. It's a, it's called an Idra in Aramaic. Um, and it's Kishmei, and it actually means what it says. What does that mean? Some say, my, my idra, the dare that the tree lasts for many generations. It has very, very good roots. Dare, dare is idra, for a door, the generations turn. Tanya Mihachi, the Bryce writes the same. If you have a field that has this adar tree, in an exelus, it will not be stolen. In an echmeses, it will not have chamas. What is chamas? So the Mephorshim explained that chamas is when someone forces you to sell, they keep chaperoning you until you finally give in to an amount. That won't happen either. And the fruits will, will be well kept. As we turn to the top of Tezayin Ahmed Aleph, you should know that this is the blot for Yom Kippur. Uh, and you'll see in a moment why that's meaningful. Tani Reb Tachlifa Achva de Ravnoi Choza. Rav Tachlifa, the brother of Ravnoi Choza, taught the following. And for very first words on the blot for the Yom Kippur blot. A person's parnasa is going to be completely defined and determined during the 10-day period that just concluded, except for we're going to get our tuition dollars back. If you spend less, you get less. If you spend more, you get more. How do I know that this is true based on the Pesukim? Because the Pesukim agreed that you should blow shofar in the month where it's bekesa liyom chagenu. We're used to seeing it with the letter hey. That's how it's quoted in our in our sidurim and in our chumashim. Which month is it in which the moon is mostly covered? Pesach is on the 15th. Sukkot is on the 15th of the month. Shavuos is on the 6th, 7th of the month of Sivan. But where, which holiday has the smallest moon? So obviously that's Rosh Hashanah because we know the waxing and waning that the smallest day of the moon is the very, very last 29 days after the previous very small moon. And that's going to be Rosh Hashanah. Habi Omer is a Rosh Hashanah. So that's the one part of our story that we know that the time of a person's parnas is chosen at that time. But but what, how do we know that the word, how do we know that it's talking about Parnassah? Because it uses the word chok, and chok is a reference to money. There's a reference to one's Parnassah. We've seen this Gemara elsewhere in Shas. How do we know that the word chok is a reference to food? You should eat your portion. And that's one proof. Both of these can reference chok, and it's on the month of Rosh Hashanah, so therefore we know that from Rosh Hashanah for the Aserasi Mechuba, that a person's Parnassah is Katsuv. At this point, this is day 11 of the month. We're done now. We're the, our our Parnassah is Katsuv. 
you can always dive in, you can change gzeros, that doesn't ever stop. And the shari demos ain't any nothing, a person through tears can change anything. But, but that's what the Gemara says, is that that is the prime time for determining one's parnasa. Tanya the Bresa writes, And this is a famous machlokah between Shammai and Hillel about how do we treat proceeds, our monies that we get during the week. So what did Shammai Hazakin do? He always had a lens, he always had an eye toward Shabbos. What would happen? If he found a beautiful animal, oh, this is a gewaldic animal, this would be great for Shabbos, I'm going to save it. Omer Zula Shabbos. But if on Tuesday he found a nicer animal than the one he found on Monday, then then he saves the second one, the nicer one for Shabbos, and eats the previous one. Haval. In contrast, one third of the way down, five lines before the wide lines, Hillel did something a little different. Every day was its own decision. Found a nice animal, they would eat it, no problem. Kodesh Baruch is going to provide. We'll have food for Shabbos. Not worried about it. These two shitas are reflected in the in a From Sunday, I'm already thinking about Shabbos. From the first day of the week, I'm already thinking about Shabbos. All right, a little bit of a different sugya. Two lines, three lines before the wide lines. You give a gift to your friend. Uh, you do not have to tell them. You can just drop the, uh, the the check, the anonymous check or the dollars. Well, actually, we'll see what kind of gift it would be. You don't have to tell them anything. How do we know? Moshe didn't know that he got a gift. He had no idea. Other people can tell, but he didn't know. I may say, hold on one second. The Pasuk says that uh, we should know that a Kodesh Baruch Hu was Mekadesh. What is that Pasuk talking about? So that is a Pasuk by Shabbos, famous Gemara, first of the wide lines, halfway down to Zion Nadal. Moshe, Moshe, I have a beautiful gift in my warehouse. It's called Shabbos. Shabbos is its name. And I want to give it to the Jews. Go tell them. So you just told me five lines ago, three lines ago, that you don't have to tell someone when you give them a gift. Yet when it came to Shabbos, the Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Moshe, you got to go tell everybody. So that's a problem. That if you were to feed someone else's child, you got to make sure the parents know. This happens on my block all the time. Kids are in and out. You know, can we have some of your food? Yeah, here's a plate of noodles. So you just got to tell the parents not to double feed the children. They already ate already. So that's what the Gemara is Madai from here. But that's Akasha. Because if Shabbos was lech lehodiyelahem, then how did the initial din that was taught by Reb Chama Reb Chanina was that ain't tzarech lehodiyel? That's a contradiction. Answers the Gemara three lines into the wide lens. Lokasha, lokasha de One is talking about something that will become known. When something is a vidaligluye, so then you don't need to say anything. People will figure it out by Shabbos. They'll figure it out. Mashenkin, the child ate dinner. You don't know if the child is going to. The, the parents will have no clue. So what? So what? So that's why we make a distinction. Shabbos nami matana David People will find out about Shabbos if you never spoke about it. People would see that there's Jews who draw, who don't drive. They're not on their phones. They're walking on the streets and they're in their Shabbos finest. So they're going to find out. He says, "You're right. You're right. That's true." Uh, rather, matan The the shmira Shabbos, the reward that one gets for keeping Shabbos, that is lo avida ligluye that no one will know about, um, and that is why we have the distinctions that we have. Amar mar, we learned the din mikan amar of a person gives bread to someone else's child. My how do you do that? What do you do? Like you, and nobody had cell phones back in the day. So it says Gemara Shaifle Mishcha, you'd wipe some food on his face. Umala you put some type of of, uh, almost like a makeup in his eye. That's what kuchla is in the Gemara. It's, it's from kachol, but it's not necessarily blue. It just goes in your eyes. It says the Gemara, in, the, in those days, 
Mai. What do we do about the fact that in their generations they were concerned about Kshafim, about witchcraft, and about some uh, you know different kinds of spirits, which was reflected by Kuchla and by putting things on your face? As the Gemara Amra Papa if you fed them noodles, so put a little bit, stick a noodle on their face. You gave them some wacky mac, that orange natural color. Just wipe a little bit on their face, and then the parents will know the difference. All of the mitzvahs that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gave uh, were given publicly. Shabbos was given privately. We we'll sing it tonight in the base medrash. But that's between me and the Jews. That's private. Well, if it was given what about the fact that uh, the, 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 the Goyim should know about Shabbos and they're obligated to not keep Shabbos? You're going to punish them, but they don't necessarily know anything. If it's all, if it was given privately, says the Gemara, Shabbos, no, they will be punished because Shabbos will, is something that is public. Everybody knows about it. What's not public is they don't know about the reward. And maybe they're very educated. You know, in South Korea, they teach Gemara. It's part of their curriculum. It's an unbelievable thing. But they realized when they looked at the Jewish people, this is a famous thing. And they looked at the Jewish people, they said, there's such mutzlachim overall. How did that happen? Uh, the answer is that we keep things sharp. You're constantly working. You're constantly, you know, keeping the brain on fire. So they taught it. So they, they'll figure it out, you know. The, so that's, uh, but matan schar, but they would not be able to dig out the matan schar. Maybe they did know about that, but what they did know about was neshama yisera lo odinu, but they would not known, would not have known about the neshama yisera. The Amar of Shimon ben Lakish, neshama yisera knows in the Kaddish Baruch Hu about Amar of Shabbos, and Moshe Shabbos not leno sohimenu, that every Shabbos, we're about to start Shabbos in a few hours. We get a neshama yisera by an Arab Shabbos. And on Moshe Shabbos, the Kaddish Baruch Hu takes, us, takes it back. That's why we have the besamim on Moshe Shabbos, in Amar Shabbos, Fash, that you will, when you are uh, on Shabbos, you'll have the extra nefesh. And when Shabbos is over, once you've experienced Shabbos and that Neshama Yisera, vai avda nefesh, then you understand the contrast of losing it. That's again why we have uh, the summit. Two dots, two thirds of the way down. We said that the, the solution to the problem of cooking from Yom Tov to Shabbos. The solution is to cook a little bit before Yantiv starts. If Yantiv is going to be Friday, so you'll cook on Thursday a little bit. The Eruv Tavshilin can only be a cooked food. It cannot be bread. Why not bread? So we'll see two approaches here. If you want to say the reason why is because we need something that's secondary, right? Something that you would dip. Uh, it's not a prime, it's not bread. It's, a, it's something that it would be a condiment of some kind and bread is not a condiment. That doesn't make sense. But Daisa is also, Daisa is like oatmeal of some kind. It's not considered to be malafta. It's not considered to be a condiment. They're dipping bread into oatmeal. That's already too much grains for you. We see that you are, he said, you are allowed to use Daisa. So that shows you that it, it's not, it shouldn't be used if you're saying that it's not, that it needs to be something that's not malafta. Uh, so this is not malafta. Why are you using this? Ella, it must be midi It must be the parameters of using something for eruv tavshilin has to be something that's less common. Pas shchicha, bread is very common. But daisa lo But to have this type of meal, that is not common. A second version of the same statement, but we had the questioning was a little bit different. Abaye says you're not allowed to use. Um, you're not allowed to, you have to use a, a tavshil, a cooked food, but not bread, my taima. What is the reason why he says that? So again, it's, it's a different learning of the same idea. And it's backwards. First, we're going to focus on the shrikhus. If you want to say that we need something that's not common, that doesn't make sense. If daisa is not, if daisa 
is lo shchicha, so it should have a different din than the bread. But it should have worked perfectly. If it's not shchich, we should have been able to use the daisa. Ella, maybe it must be the other way. Ella, midi de malafas, but you know, we need something that's a condiment, secondary. Upas lo malafta, and bread is not a malafta. Upas nami lo malafta. So different discussions here about how to understand what we're supposed to cook and what we're not supposed to cook for the Erev Tavshilin. Tani Rabchia Adashim Shevashulei Kedera. If you have lentils that are that are stuck to the bottom of the pot, Somechaleim Shem Erev Tavshilin. That's considered sufficient, no problem. Tani Mili Deisbu Kezayis. But there has to be a minimal amount of a Kezayis. We're five lines from the bottom to Zayin Medalef. Amar Vitzlak Bred Rabbi Yehuda Sham Nunis Shal Gabe Asakin. Even if you have a little bit of fat left over on the knife, Goro you can scrape it off. Somechalav Mishem Erev Tavshilin. You can use that too. Behani Mili. Still, it has to be Deisbu Kezayis. That's a lot of fat on the knife. I don't know what you were cutting, but a kezayis of fat that you're scratching off of a knife is quite significant. If you have some small salted fish, out of left field, we'll come back in a moment. Uh, we know, of course, that these uh, they are like basically sardines. They're foods that are eaten in the raw. So if a food is eaten raw, so then they are not subject to the halachos of bishul nachrim. The way that it's referred to in the postgame is something that's nechal, uh, nechal chai. If something's eaten raw, and then a guy stirs it up into something fancy. No, that's not bishul akumra, that's mutter. So let's say, for example, you have uh, some, a non-Jewish employee, you have a non-Jewish, someone working in your house, and they make you dinner. So chicken, they can't make for you. But they could, they could take roasted peppers and they could stick them in a skillet with some oil and spices because peppers are nechal chai. There is no prohibition of bishul akum, uh, um, a bishulei nachrim, when it comes to foods that are edible in the raw. So these dagim katanim, which are salted, are eaten raw. So if a guy goes and cooks them up, no problem. That's fine. Amar of Yosef, nachri, so It's even something that if they roasted it, if they, if they uh, grilled it, whatever the word is, then they can, um, it can still be used for Erev Tavshil. I bought, if you made a modification to the fish, we have Dino Nachri Kasa de Harsana, if you made it a well-known dish in Shas, which was fish with a little bit of flour on it, so then that would be Usr on both counts. It would be Bishal Nachrim, and as well, you would not be able to use it for Erev Tavshil. It says Gemara Pshita, that's obvious. Nobody ate this food raw. You were adding flour to it, or it had to be cooked. It says the Gemara, Ma'u detema top of Tazayin of base. You might have thought Harsana Iker, that the food, the fish was the primary. This is a halachic sugya, which we're not going to learn now, which is that uh, flour is never secondary. So in this dish, because it was cooked specially this way, it had to be the case that, uh, that it would not be okay to be cooked uh, because we added the flour. That's not how this dish is made. Therefore, this food of kasa de harsna, which has flour in it, would be bishulei uh, nachrim and as well would be ineligible for eruv tafshilin. As we've already seen, it has to have a minimum of a kezais. The question was asked, does it have to be a kezais for one person per person, or has to be just one for the community? If you have a house of, of one, then it's one kezais, a house of 10, and it's 10 kezais. How does it work? Or is it only one? Let's see. Very clear. Very clear. Oh, you only need one for all. The Mishnah writes, that if a person ate it, uh, or it was lost, Erev Tavshil, and the Mishnah said, Lo betchila, that on that Yom Tov, you're not allowed to cook. And, and what did we say? That if there was a little bit left, then so the Shabbos, and that works. My Kolshu, you just said that there's the minimum shear is a Kezayis. So is that true? We said in the Mishnah, if there was a culture who left of the initial Eruv Tavshilin that you're allowed to cook, doesn't that imply that there's possibly even less than a Kezayis? No, no, that's not correct. The Ispe Kezayis, in our Mishnah, we're not 
it doesn't ruin the rule. A kezayis is always going to be the minimum. Let's try again to argue this point. Tashma. That the Erev Tavshilin can be roasted, it can be kavush, which means that it's going to be soaked in a liquid shaluk, it can be heavily boiled, the mavushal could be regularly boiled with kulyas, ispanen, certain type of fish, and nasan alavchamim, Erev Yom Tov, you poured some hot water on them, that is their bishel. Tchilas of ain lo shear. There is no shear on the lower side and on the upper side. Tchilas of beginning to end. My love ain't no sheer cloud. Doesn't that imply that there is no sheer at all? Like the language is different because Tchilas of sounds pretty all inclusive. We'd have to figure out exactly how to play with the words in the Brisa. But that is what the Gemara says is that there is a lower sheer, which is um, a kezayis. One third of the way down to Zion of almost there. Says Gemara, a person must have das when they're making an Erev Tavshilin. Obviously, the person who's making the Erev Tavshilin has to know what he's making. That's for sure. Well, the other question of the Gemara is, is but the person for whom they put it, like we don't, we don't always make Erev Tavshilin, but maybe the community does, maybe someone does that. I've never, I don't think I've ever done it in my life. My wife does. Do I need to know that she did it? Does she need to tell me? Well, so says the Gemara as follows, Toshma, the father of Shmuel, he would make one for the entire community of Naharda. They'd make one for the entire city of Tveria. Public service announcement. The community should know. In other words, when an Erev Tavshilin is being put up, those who are benefiting from it should know. Bad comma. How far does a person have to live to bend uh, from the center, right? Wherever the Erev Tavshil, let's say it's kept in the shell, kept in the house. How far away uh, does one have to live to be able to use the Erev Tavshilin? Up until Tchum Shabbos, and that's it. So 2,000 Amos, that's it. Tchum Shabbos, but it, it doesn't mean 2,000 Amos from your house. Tchum Shabbos means you have to live within the Tchum, which is 2,000 Amos outside of city limits. You could have one in the center of Chicago. And if there's no break of community, one Eir Tavshil will suffice for everyone as long as everybody knows about it. So usually, uh, usually Shul's, I don't know if they don't, but they should, people should know about it. There was a blind person halfway down to Zayin Amadbeza, who's Samya. There was a blind person to have Misadar Masnisa Kamidimar Shmuel. He was the one who he had memorized. He was blind, but he had memorized all of the Mishnahis. And whenever Shmuel needed a, a Mishnah a quoted Balpeh, this person would quote it. Chazia, he saw one year to have an Atsiv that he was very upset. Amarle, am I Atsivas? So he says to this blind person, Why are you sad? Amarle, Delo Osivi, Eruve Tavshilim. I forgot to make an Eruve Tavshilim. It's already Friday. I want to cook, but uh, what am I supposed to do? I didn't make an Eruve Tavshilim. Amarle, Smochadidi, don't worry. I made one for the community. This is the Kula. Taka, it is the Kula even now. Allah If a person forgets to do an Erev Tavshilin, the Rabbeim of the community, uh, the leadership of the community has you in mind. Lashana, the next year, the same exact thing happened again. It was Friday, uh, or I should say, whenever the next Yantiv was, when two Fridays fell out one year after the other. Does that ever happen? I don't know. But another Friday fell, fell out as the Yantiv before Shabbos. And he saw that the same person was, uh, the blind person was upset again. Amarle, the next year, he says to him, why are you so sad? Same thing happened a couple of years in a row. So this time he's not being so lenient. Shmuel uh, drops the gavel. Amarle, posheat. No, no, this time you were negligent. We, already, we just had this conversation a year ago. Everyone else is allowed to cook from Yontov to Shabbos with an Eir Tavshilin, the Didach Aser. For you, it is not allowed. Let's learn a machlokas tanaim between the Tanakama and Rebbe. Tanarabanan, a little bit more than two thirds of the way down. Tazayinam advays. 
Yom Tov Shechalios Be'erev Shabbos. When Friday is, is Yantif before Shabbos, Ein Me'arvin, you're not allowed to make an Eruv, neither a low Eruv Eitzchumen, not for Eruv Tchumen, and not for Eruv Echatzeros. Rebbe is a little more lenient. Rebbe Omer, Me'arvin Eruv Echatzeros. You are allowed to make an Eruv Echatzeros. That I do allow. Aval lo Eruv Eitzchumen. What is the reason for Rebbe's distinction? Mipnei Sheataos Rebbe Haaser Lo. The reason why is you can't make an Eruv Tchumen on Yantif when there's an Iser Tchum on Yantif. That, that's you're you're late to the party. The Tchum Shabbos is going to be set automatically in your absence. You can't make a Tchum Shab a Tchum an Eruv Tchum in An Yontif because there's already an Isra Tchum that's in place. But we're not going to say that there's anything wrong for you to make one on Friday for the sake of Shabbos because there are no you're allowed to carry within the community we pass in this way the Dina that there is no Isra of Eruv on Yom so therefore one is allowed I'm not going to forbid you from making a because I know that it's mutter to carry from Chatzar to Chatzar no problem at all Itmar, Rav Amar Halachik Tanakama. Rav says we follow the Tanakama who forbids both, that you're not allowed to make uh, neither, you cannot make Eruvi Chatzeros or Eruvi Tchumen. And Shmuel Amar Halachik Rebbe. So uh, Shmuel was like the split opinion of Rebbe who didn't allow for Eruvi Tchumen but did allow Eruvi Chatzeros. Ibayel, who the question was raised, Halachik Rebbe Lakula Olechumra. Do we paskin like Rebbe in a strict way or in a lenient way? Says the Gemara, that's very weird because the Tanakama was strict on both and Rebbe was lenient on one. Obviously, he's more lenient than the Tanakama. What are, you, what are you even asking? Here was the Machlokas. No to both, yes to one. What's the question? It's, of course it's Lakula. Says Gemara, no, you, 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 you didn't realize, but where we live, the brisa that you just quoted, the shitas were flipped. Says Gemara, it's not the way the Baraisa that we just saw is not the way that we have it in Bavel. Uh, or I should say, yeah, it's not like it's not like in Bavel where Rebbe was lenient. Ella, the way that we have the Baraisa is Rebbe Oser Rechachamim Matirim. Namely, there's two versions of Rebbe. The version of Rebbe that we saw is that he's lenient, that one is allowed to make Eruv Echad Seros but he's not allowed to make Eruv Tchumen. But there's another version of Rebbe which doesn't allow either of them. So the question the Gemara was asking is not, is Rebbe more lenient than the Tanakama? In our, in our exposition, what we have here, of course he's more lenient. The question is, which version of Rebbe was correct? So says the Gemara, which one do we hold like? So says the Gemara, Toshma, let's see five lines from the bottom. He held like Shmuel. Shmuel had held like Rebbe. And Rav said, Rav made a comment to Shmuel and says, there, something bad is going to happen here. When do we say that something bad is going to happen here? When you're being lenient or when you're being strict? So normally that's when it's lenient. When Rav pushed back on Shmuel and said, hey, this is, you're giving too much latitude. It must be Hainu Kilkula. That must be what's happening, which means that the version of Rebbe we're discussing is where there was the leniency to make the Eruve Chatseros. If you say that the version of Rebbe that we're taking is the one where Rebbe's mom is strict, my Kilkula Ika. You, it, it, to be strict is easy. You can't do anything. There's no, there's no, nothing happening. So it says the Gemara, it's not true. Because people were saying, ah, forget it. He says you're not allowed to make a Ruvi Chatzeros. I'm going to hold like the other guy. And there ended up being this uh, this watershed, you know, they, it's Pores Geder, that uh, that is the problem, is that they were Pores Geder. They were not keeping Halacha. Omar, Rava, Omar, Rav Chizda, Omar, Rav. 
We paskin like the version of Rebbe that does not allow for a Ruvi Chatzeros to be made. We're going to stop right here at the top of Yud Zayin Amad Aleph with Tanu Rabbanan on the second line, and we will learn two blot, Daf Yud Zayin and Yud Chesan Shabbos, wishing you all a beautiful day. Yo, this fast for you every Friday.